Hi, Nana. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, I think I'm in disbelief. Today on a work call, my boss was like, don't forget, next week is Thanksgiving. And my heart just dropped. Yeah, it's crazy how, like, <laughs> the year is almost over. This hellish year is almost over. It is, but, but for a number of reasons. Like, next week is Thanksgiving, which means before you blink, it's going to be Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then before you blink, it's just the fact that we're just all getting older. I'm not yeah. one of those, like, oh, I'm getting older into my stride. I don't like it. It's just weird to me. I think this year is the first time in my life I've genuinely felt old, <laughs> like, for the first uh, time ever. Because I'm not an aged person. I genuinely feel like every year is a blessing. Because what's the alternative of getting older is death? <laughs> and yeah. I'm not ready to die. But, you know, this year I felt old. And I feel like we've all aged additional years this year as well. So maybe that's what's Speaking contributing to it. Speaking of death... The episode of our title, episode five, is Four Women and a Funeral. <laughs> and <laughs> what an episode. I mean, I think I liked it, but what did you think about the I episode? Liked I liked it. It was lighthearted yeah. enough. It definitely had its serious moments, but I think I enjoyed Samantha's storyline, so it made me laugh a lot. Yeah, I enjoyed Boy. it. I don't know if I like it. Well, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I liked it. I think there were still sparks of the complaints I've just been having, but I think it was also a testament to what you said is they come up with a title and come up with a theme and just try to make everything fit into it. Like, it's not like they do it and then, you know, yes. give it the title. So you kind of get that feel, but it was okay. Um, For those who don't watch, I think the recap would be, this is the episode where... Miranda um, sort of panics about being a single woman. Carrie jumps right back into the fire. Charlotte is a dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) And and Samantha is blacklisted. That is basically (laughs) the wrap of this episode. But um, yeah, let's Carrie Bradshaw (laughs) must be somewhere breathing a sign of relief that we've taken (laughs) our foot off her neck and we've replaced it with Samantha's. (laughs) (laughs) Not Samantha's, Charlotte, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, irritates me so much. But you know what? Let's dive into it. So we get the episode starts with um, a little black dress where Carrie is telling us that there are two times it's appropriate to wear a little black dress. Um, in daylight one is when you're leaving a party way too late and leaving a party way too early as she trots out in a little black dress is this do can we count is it safe to count this as a word salad i i don't know yes. what come on what, the, what is wrong what is wrong with these people like you're just like and again we ate it up back then yeah like <laughs> it was something but it didn't make any sense so the camera pans to a newspaper that's on her bed and it shows a fashion designer, Javier, that's dead at 34. Carrie tells us that he was a hot Cuban designer, the toast of New York's fashion elite, and a good friend of hers. And she said, I've known him since he was Harvey. I, how did you interpret that? <laughs> I guess because he changed his name to sound cool, to Javier. So she knew him before he blew up. That's how I took it. Oh, okay. I thought it was the other way around. Since he was Cuban, I assumed that his name was um, Javier. So I mm-hmm. thought he changed his name to Harvey to feel more, to blend in. Oh, no, <laughs> so, no. I definitely took it as she's known him, like, way before 
before he became cool and changed his whole view to Javier. Okay. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I don't know who's right, but that's just how I took it. <laughs> but she says um he's loved clothes. He loved clothes, but he loved heroin more. Samantha shows up at her apartment looking like she's going to a different event. I'm like, uh, what is happening here? Her outfit was like a mint skirt suit, I think I would call it, and a huge white hat. Yeah. And she tells Carrie that she's wearing his design and it costs like $2,000. And Carrie's all like, $2,000? I'm thinking, is that cheap? Is it not? And then Samantha's like, yes, darling. It was marked up 30%. I'm like, whoa. And then she goes, that's the thing about New York. You're always more popular when you're not around. And this mm-hmm. is about the show. Why do New Yorkers feel special? It's not about the show. It's actually real life. What do you mean? It's like a regular thing. People are more popular when they're dead. So it's not a New York thing. So why say that's the thing about New York? It's so annoying. I've said before, I don't take that personally at all. Because I just feel like everybody from a big city has that attitude. Everybody <laughs> New Yorkers are like notorious for it but extra about it <laughs> yeah i feel like londoners are the same people from la are the same <laughs> they think things are like specific to just them it just that, is what it is, is yeah yeah he still continues to hurt me but anyway <laughs> samantha seems too happy for someone going to a funeral and she tells carrie that oh they need to look good and she needs to look good and to look fabulous since everyone is going to be there and Carrie's on the same page as I am because she's like, she reminds her, you're going to a funeral, you know? <laughs> so just um, Charlotte just rolls in just as I'm wondering if they always have the same friends. And Samantha has this look of disdain on her face and asks, is everyone in town invited <laughs> to this? As in, even little Miss... <laughs> I thought that was so rude and kind of weird as well. Because I'm like, Charlotte's your friend. Why do you look disappointed that she's invited? I'm so Man, confused. Look at her face is hilarious. I was like, girl, I feel you. She's annoying. But um Charlotte says, Oh, Carrie invited me. And I'm like, wait, who invites people to your funeral? And more importantly, who accepts? <laughs> because it's a social event. That's why yeah. Samantha's been not funerals in general. This particular funeral is a social event. That's <laughs> why Samantha looks so happy and gleeful. Yeah, I'm see, I'm such a weirdo. I'm one of those people. I don't I, I understand that some people I'm not it's the other side of the pendulum is like a wet like weddings. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of these weddings as a social event. I've never been to a wedding I've not been invited to. Mm-hmm. So for just think a funeral also is like a social event i guess because of who he is but even that even if it was someone huge it's still a funeral like someone lost someone like i Mm -hmm. can't get my brain to think it's like a social event but hey again they're new yorkers right it's different over there and i will say maybe it's also because you're not Ghanaian. (laughs) i feel like if you were Ghanaian, this would be so normal because ghana funerals are even bigger affairs and weddings i feel and it's 100% a social event. And it's never really sat right with me either, but it's culture. So it is what it is. But no, I, I, mean, I think it's pretty huge in Nigeria also. Like you give what they call it, the home good, the sending and all that. Even with weddings, even if it's not funerals, that's why they consider it a social event. But I just never, I guess, inherited that part where I'm just okay. like, mm, it's not a thing for me. So I think a lot of like our cultures intersect a lot. Mm-hmm. Because of 
yeah, location and all that. So, well, Charlotte says Samantha tells Samantha that her dress is inappropriate. I think that was just her. You know how I always say Charlotte is like a twelve year old. So she's like, "You said how can I be invited?" And she's like, "You're dressed inappropriately." That's how I. That's how that scene played out in my head. So uh, it turns out that um, Carrie and Charlotte are the only two people wearing black. All the attendees wore like his spring line and it was so colorful and Charlotte is feeling left out and asked Samantha to borrow her hat. So mm, happy- that's what you get. <laughs> yeah, true. Samantha so, knew what was up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She had, she had a pulse, her finger on the pole. Mm-hmm. So Javier's sister, whose name is Josefina, goes up to the pulpit to speak and these women, I don't know if you guys remember season one, where that one episode where it was about their college friend, where they were also catty. They bring out their catty claws again because they start commenting on how she went from ugly duckling to like, well, Samantha says something about, oh, that was some good work done on her. And she went from ugly duckling to Donatella Versace overnight. Um. I was going to ask you, do you think she meant, like, because she's the heir apparent to Javier's line, do you think she meant, like, the similarities, or do you think you it was actually what I thought it was, like, a, like work done, cosmetic work done? Oh, no, I'm, I, I think cosmetic work. And she's okay. also glowed up. She's probably okay. dressing better than she used to, and she's had some okay. work done. All right, got it. Because I, I thought it was... That's how I took it too, but I wasn't sure because I was like, the irony, if she's saying ugly duckling to Donatella Versace because um, we know what she looks like now. So. (laughs) I think she was just comparing her to Don, but I don't think it was like a literal comparison. Well, she said ugly duckling to Donatella Versace, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to get on Donatella's good side. See, I'm trying to be kind and not say anything. <laughs> to be fair, 20 years ago, Donatella hadn't botched her face up this much. So yeah, this much, yes. Thank you for that modifier. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so Carrie lights a cigarette and Charlotte calls her out and Carrie says, Hey, what's wrong with that? Javier would have wanted it this way. So as Josefina is up on the pulpit asking for donations, they're setting up a charity in his name. Samantha seems touched by it and starts to clap. <laughs> and then she goes like, uh, no, don't clap. <laughs> but, Do you know so, this is so weird? I really enjoy the way Kim Cattrall claps as Samantha. Is She's done it before. <laughs> there's something very, I don't know, there's something comedic about it because it's so sincere. It's like almost regal. Like the way I noticed it in previous episodes as well. The way she claps just makes me laugh. I don't know what it is. But that's why I feel like people don't give enough esteem to like their comedic abilities as well. Because yeah. I feel like people don't take comedic actresses and actors as seriously as they should. People always want to focus on the drama, but it's also yeah. really difficult to do comedy well. And I think she's great at it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it was just the facial expressions because yeah. she had a look as she was clapping also and just seemed yes. like <laughs> an apparition or something. So Samantha decides, um, I'm going to help them raise money. And Carrie says, that's unusually nice of you. <laughs> oh, 
I swear to God, she's right because we've said it before that she's selfish. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, where's that coming from? And Samantha says, uh, forget nice. The mailing list is going to be priceless. And I'm like, eh, and she's going to have every 212 enlisted number in Manhattan. I'm like, yeah. there's that, that, that right there is Samantha. <laughs> and then as she goes off to talk to her, to Josefina, the hat flies off of Charlotte's head and she chases after it. It ends up at the foot of a guy who happens to be at a gravestone and he is a widower. So Charlotte does what she does best and goes, oh, is it your mother? He goes, no, my wife. And then she goes, do you have kids? And he goes, nope. And to our lovely listener who's taking count, I'm going to check in and get a tally pretty soon because you can add this person to, <laughs> to the tally. Yeah, another person of um, Charlotte's roster. But anyway. <laughs> nice and full. So they're all at the back of a car. And Carrie's like, you picked up a man at a cemetery? I was like, my thoughts exactly. Because at this point, Charlotte is telling them that they're meeting up for drinks and she's all excited. And she's like, he went to Princeton and I rolled my eyes. And I was going to ask you, do we know if Charlotte went to an Ivy League school? I would be shocked if she didn't. If she didn't, I feel like she probably went to like Wellesley or Barnard, probably Barnard knowing her. <laughs> I feel yeah, like I she did. Every Smith. She probably went to like an all-female college that used to be part of like, you know, the ones that were attached to the Ivy League. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to check it up for our next episode because she mentions the schools every single time. Mm-hmm. She meets a new guy. But then Samantha, honestly, I feel like Samantha had a look of disgust around Charlotte the entire episode because Charlotte, Samantha's like dating a widower uh, doing the widower thing is a no-no and i was gonna ask you what are your thoughts on dating a widower how sorry before i answer that question i just googled (laughs) where does charlotte from sex and the city go to college and she went to smith (laughs) (laughs) i can tell (laughs) yes i'm like she so went to an all-female college in the east coast but anyway um, what are my thoughts on dating a widower? Hmm. I feel like it depend on how long his wife had been dead. Ah, interesting. Yeah. What like is I'm your dating someone whose wife has been dead six months or a year? Oh God, no! Why are you getting married? That's <laughs> yeah. But men move mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not like yeah. we haven't seen it. That's it's not true. like we haven't seen it before so yeah i feel like it will depend on how long they've been a widower yeah and if they've taken the like uh, i mean you won't know immediately right whether they've taken the required steps to kind of um process their grief yeah i feel like i would definitely be on very high alert (laughs) in the very beginning of our relationship but yeah i I wouldn't say i wouldn't date a widower no that's definitely not something that would stop me from dating somebody what about you (laughs) I don't know. I sat and sat and thought, and I was like, I think I could be. I contemplated until, you know, I, we're going to go into it, but they said the dead wife factor, and I kind of agree with that. Yeah. It's a thing, and it's just like a comparison. But then on the other hand, I had like a kind of evil thought. I just thought of people who, what if there are people who were in a rut in their marriage or something? Mm-hmm. They lose someone, and it's kind of like, well, it's a fresh start, but then they have to mm-hmm. act out the grieving period i think 
I don't know. I don't, just, is it a movie or a book I read? The and they literally discussed that same thing. Every Drake where, starts over. What was it? Sorry, I'm listening. Every Drake starts over. Was it? No, I don't think it was that. Oh. It's something like I've seen. And it was that exact same situation. That their marriage was terrible anyway. And they were thinking of getting separated. And then the woman died. And now she becomes like sainted. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you can't say a bad word about them. Damn, I wonder what it was. It wasn't recent though. So I doubt it's going to come to me. But yeah, oh. but I also feel like there's that risk regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. also I feel like if they don't have children, it may be easier as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But yeah, so Charlotte asked why it's a no-no and they both say the dead wife factor, which is it doesn't matter how much of a bitch she was alive, now she's dead and you're the bitch who can't live up to her. So (laughs) Charlotte says, oh God, Charlotte is a dumbass. Charlotte says going through something like that means you felt deeply, you're in touch with your emotions and it's kind of romantic and he's been married before so it shows he can commit Um, are you 12 yes well yes listeners she is indeed 12 (laughs) uh, she so the way her mind works it just i was like you are not a stupid woman why are you constant like all she talks about stupid things i'm sorry like constantly I would find her so draining in real life. I'm just being very honest with you. So draining. Samantha's perpetually. Like you say, he's been married before, so he shows he can't commit. But our girl is like, then date a divorce guy. He's been married before and he's still alive. Everyone's still alive. Bring it back around to her. She's like, it didn't work for big. It made him realize that he hated committing. And then Charlotte from nowhere is like, well, Carrie, you broke up with him. I don't even know what the purpose of that was. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I did nothing. But anyway. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, Miranda pops up and I'm like, oh, my God, I did not even wonder about her. This entire time, it took me until her popping up on the screen. Because usually when I see them, I'm like, oh, where's Charlotte? She's missing. Or where's Samantha? I was like, I did not think about Miranda until she popped up on my screen. Which is terrible because she's my girl. And (laughs) she's looking to buy an apartment. And the realtor is making comments like, wow, such a big apartment for just you. Maybe your boyfriend will move in. And then Miranda just keeps saying, nope, nope. And then she goes, okay, well, um, she recommends her son to her. And then Miranda says, no, thanks. I don't want it. And then I'll take the apartment. So Carrie tells us that Miranda promptly took herself out for a drink. And I felt a huge moment, a proud moment for Miranda in that moment for two things. One, that, you know, the lady tried to hook her up and she said no. And the fact mm-hmm. that she took herself out to celebrate, like she didn't yeah. meet her friends or anything. She was going to do this for her. And she went out and celebrated. I felt it was an empowering moment. Yep. I feel like that's what you should do when you reach milestones or you achieve something that you've been working towards. You yeah. should be the one that should celebrate yourself first. So, yeah, yeah that was cool. It was. It was really cool. So, um, Carrie says thinking about stuff and she asks herself a question. 
how did any of us know how much time we had left? So it's the thought of mortality. And, you know, we were talking about it at the beginning of the episode, how we're just getting older. And of course, the thought comes across as we see our parents getting older, you know, whatever. I mean, um, listen, I mean, I've lost my mom, so I've been faced with mortality. So it's not something that's a passing thought for me. I think about mortality all the time. So I don't know. Is it healthy? Is it unhealthy? I don't know. I think the beauty of life is finding the balance, I guess. Like being mm-hmm. aware that life is short, but not letting it consume you. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like I also think about mortality a lot. <laughs> but the thing is, how do you know what's a normal amount and what isn't? <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like it's one of those things, how do you judge that? Unless someone is quite blatantly always, always, always talking about death. But what we talk about and what we think about are two different things. No, so Just because I'm not talking about it doesn't mean I'm not thinking it, you know? So, so true. But I do think, like, in this day and age, it would be so, well, I think, rare for people not to be think about mortality all the time. Because I feel like mm-hmm. we woke up one day and there's just suddenly deaths everywhere. It wasn't even, it doesn't matter the age. It was young people, old people, people we know everywhere. Just like weird death stories. Not weird, but just death stories everywhere. And we're also in a pandemic. So, of course, yeah. we're going to be thinking about death like more. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Whole generations have been wiped out. And people don't seem to care because they're older. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So anyways, Carrie is, you know, contemplating her life and she said there was so much that she hadn't done and she actually felt like she was barely living. I chuckled a little bit. I was like, if Carrie feels like she's barely leaving, then the rest of us are. (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) And then, oh my God, without warning, guys, we just see that she calls big. I'm I'm like, what? And she asked him, to dinner and he agrees where and when it was she said and she tells us in under 30 seconds we had resuscitated a relationship that took six months to die yep Nana, I would do you know what me. that whole bit i'm sorry like i was so disappointed in her but i was also like oh my gosh this is completely something i've done before so <laughs> it rang true for me but i was so disappointed in her i think just like when she said in under 30 seconds we had resuscitated a relationship i think my first thought was more she really just wanted to have dinner and you know how you doing i miss you but i thought like she made a huge leap like how did you go from resuscitating a relationship you don't even know what's going on in the guy's life but because big isn't the kind of guy you can just because of her relationship with him he's not the kind of guy you can just hit up to like oh hey let's just have a drink hang out some people you date you can do that but i just feel like her relationship with big and the way it ended if you call him to hang out you know it's going to mean more that's how i took it yeah so samantha starts the fundraising and she meets a guy named richard cranwell who promptly hits on her I find that I'm usually disgusted by the way these men treat Samantha, but I mean, she responds and reciprocates. So, uh, you know, but I don't know. And the men are fine. Please. Can they be at least good looking? Come on. (laughs) So anyways, he kits on her and he asks her to dinner 
and then tells her that he prefers to be called Dick. How on earth did Dick become short for Richard? Who came up with that? Hey, I can give you a whole list of names that don't make sense. Like Ted for Edward, Hank for Henry. <laughs> yes, but also Bill for William. None of them are synonymous with penis. I'm just like, how did we go from Richard to Dick and you know? I, I think the name came before the um, the nickname for penis. That's what I'd assume. Because Dick has a nickname for Richard has been around for centuries. Well, Dick is again to start making out in his office. I don't know how that even went there. And unfortunately, his wife walks in. And at that moment, it was unclear to me if Samantha knew he was married or not. But I don't think she did. Yeah, it was unclear to me too. I feel like there was no... She didn't seem that shocked when (laughs) his wife walked in. But yeah, I was just like... I mean, the way Samantha has her pulse, because that's her job. She kind of has to know who's who in New York. I feel like she probably did know this man was married. I was leaning towards her knowing because there was that incident where she was dating a married man. So I don't think she cares. So, yeah, a man is a man or a dick is a dick. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) Mary (laughs) is trying to close in on close on her house. And the guy just keeps saying, just you. And he keeps saying, check the single woman box and ask if a down payment is coming from her father. How rude was that? Yeah, I would have found someone else. That would have made me so mad. Woo! Oh, I was so insane. Like, how many times does she have to tell you? And why do you need to know any of this information? Just do your job and keep it moving. Keep moving, exactly. Mm-hmm. So she's telling the ladies and, sh- and Carrie says, Buying a place alone means you don't need a man. And honestly, the minute I heard it, I just knew dumbass was going to say something because that's the kind of setup that is made for her. And mm-hmm. I, she just can't. And of course she did. She was like, everyone needs a man. That's why I rant. Like. <laughs> when she said that, I couldn't believe it. So you're renting just because... But, okay, I said I couldn't believe it, but, Tane, I've heard people say those very same things. Oh, oh so, like, are. So I, yeah. <laughs> I, so many times they've been told. Yeah. Who's been told, like, you know, don't get your house because, you know, my scare men away. Don't get yep. that because they might scare men away because, you know, our whole mm-hmm. existence is meant to live for men to be comfortable, you know. Yep. I, I I knew someone who had a very nice house as well, and she got married. And people told her, "Oh, you need to sell your house and buy a new one because you bringing your husband into your house is just never ever gonna feel like his house. You're he's always gonna feel lesser than you. It's not a good way to start your relationship." And I was just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> why are we constantly making excuses for insecure people? Like, come on, yeah." <laughs> Carrie sees it. She owes oh, Carrie and Miranda that said it. Men don't want women to be self-sufficient. And I think that's fact. Yeah. Um, I think like they like to feel needed. The whole damsel in distress thing is not a myth. Mm-hmm. They like saving people. So when you're self-sufficient, all you're going to hear is, I feel like you don't need me. I'm just here. Well, yeah. well. Even, even this new breed of men that love to split everything, I still <laughs> feel like they like, even if you're bringing more to the table than them, which women often do, let's be honest. Yeah. Or even they don't like to feel it. You kind of still have to pretend that they're offering more 
just yeah. to soothe their ego. Nonsense, but it's <laughs> life in it. So they come back and they tell Samantha that her card is not accepted. And she's like, oh, you know, try this card or whatever. And this lady is rude. She's like, let me be clear that your card and you are not accepted at this restaurant. So we find out that Sandy Cranwell was out to destroy her. And Carrie says from A-list to blacklist. <laughs> so like cold. <laughs> so blooded. Like she didn't even waste any time. So Charlotte went for her drinks with the widower. It went well. And he'd already asked her to, he's like, maybe next time they'll have a real meal. So he'd ask her for dinner. And he's trying to pay for their drinks. And he opens his wallet and his ex-wife's picture is on there. His mood changes. And, you know, she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. She got, no, Charlotte goes, is that her? And uh, his mood changed. And she's like, I'm so sorry. That was not sensitive, insensitive of me. So they're walking, you know, just nighttime, walking in the streets and he's crying. And then his crying turns to like full sobs. And Carrie tells us that Charlotte hates it when men cry. I just, I don't think I could hate it. <laughs> You know what? I shouldn't be hard on her. There was a time in my life where I didn't know when I was in college, I was like, I didn't know. I didn't like men to cry because I was like, I don't know what to do with that. Cause I still had that thought process that men should be, you know, solid yeah. you know, or whatever. But again, these women are in their mid thirties. So please. You know what? I don't think like men shouldn't show emotion, but I'm not going to front. I, it doesn't make me comfortable when a man cries in front of me. So <laughs> I'm definitely more comfortable with a woman crying in front of me than a man. I'm just being honest. I think I'm not me, saying they shouldn't, but I, I would never be comfortable with it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it a lot. So it's probably not having that much experience with it, but I'm okay with it. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to say I, I hate it. Yeah, cry, but and I'm never gonna be like stop crying. I hate it when people do that nonsense. <laughs> but okay, this goes back to my point about I would date a widower if I knew like he was ready. This man is clearly not ready, so that would have been my sign. Like, hey, nice guy. Yeah, not ready to date because he's yeah. clearly still processing. Yeah. You know, feeling it. I mean, her 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 picture is still in your wallet. Like, you know, how much more time? And you met. You know, putting flowers. Nobody's saying that you should forget, but I mean, you're still there. I don't know. The picture in the wallet didn't bother me, or the flowers. I don't think that would have been a reason enough for me. It was a sobbing hmm. after going out with me. That would have been my red flag. I think a picture would be a red flag for me. Really? Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be for me. I, I always have pictures. Well, not always, but I have pictures of people. Even I don't really carry a wallet nowadays. I have pictures of my siblings, I guess. Yeah, I feel something. If you are ready enough to go on a date, you have to consider the person you're with. So, mm -hmm. not that you should throw away all pictures of the person, but if you're still on picture on the wallet phase and they need to be there, and that means like if you're not even considering like, oh, the other person might. Mm, that's a red flag for me. Mm, I yeah. see. Yeah. So anyway, she says that she hates when. Men cry, but on Ned, it made him more romantic. Not quite sure why. Oh. Literally blubbering, but okay. He says he's feeling so much and he's embarrassed. She consoles him. They share a kiss. And next thing we see, they're having sex at home with his wife's picture standing up right there 
Wife's picture still on the nightstand? Nah, bruh. Red flag. So, yeah. Miranda yeah, nightstand, that is definitely a red flag. I'm, I'm sorry. All together. It's just mm, not ready. But Miranda... Especially if you're bringing me back home to, like, have sex, fam. Mm-mm. <laughs> can I... Can I just say, like, I didn't know how this episode was going to end, but already I had my doubts about Ned. I thought he was running a game. So. Oh, I thought she was still alive and it was just somebody, some random. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think she was alive. I just thought that's how he gets women. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she's probably been dead for like 15 years. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're ha- they're on a walk. Um, it's Miranda, Carrie, and Charlotte. And Charlotte just tells them what happened. And Miranda says, "You're a rebound," and I have to agree. I still wouldn't have been moved. I think personally, I have to agree that it's a rebound because I still wouldn't have moved that fast unless I just had to have dick. It's it's too messy. Yeah, it's too messy. So. I just mm-mm. yeah. This man is clearly not ready. No, <laughs> stay away. And Charlotte clearly has no problem finding men. Because again, Sorry. the goal is to just have a man. Let's just overlook yeah. everything and does. Charlotte says that it's not a rebound if the other person is dead. This cracked me the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so Miranda says he has project written all over him. And Charlotte says the sex is amazing. And Liz, and it was like Liz was looking over them, giving them their blessing, and she carries like a threesome in absentia. Again, doesn't make any sense, but okay. She seemed really pleased with herself. But can I just say that with this walk, Nana, they really, really hate Miranda. Carrie's like in a fitted jacket that's red and capri pants. Charlotte's like in this nice plaid coat. Miranda looks like a hobo. She has like this pink <laughs> A blue windbreaker and what I can Mary <laughs> Jane shoes with like the bu- what the hell? Do you know what kills me the most about Miranda is her hair. I don't know why they style her hair like that. I'm like, this is not attractive on her. You've made her look like a cockatoo. I don't understand. I don't get it. She's wearing a skirt. Yeah. It was just the the contrast was so clear as they were walking. But anyways, Charlotte in her dumbass says it's a sign that he's ready to move on. Um, so Carrie's getting ready for her date with Big. Again, I just thought she would come for dinner. So when she called it a date, I was like, whoa, okay, I guess it is a date. It really didn't occur to me that it was a date. But <laughs> I thought that too. That also made my ears prick up. I was like, oh, when did we get go from catching up to a date? Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> So, yeah, she says she's confused, but excited. But is she ready for this? And then I noticed it looks like she didn't tell the girl that she was going to see Big. No, because when you're doing fuckery (laughs) and you know what you're doing is stupid, that's when you keep it to yourself, knowing damn well you should never have called this man to ask him out. <laughs> I, I thought if anyone she would have told Charlotte, Charlotte would be like, Oh my god, are you guys gonna get back together? And he's gonna realize anyways. I'm glad she didn't. I couldn't take any more. So they're at dinner and Carrie's asking um Big, what do you think happens after you die? Um everyone wonders about it. I think that's true, right? I think everyone wonders yeah. about it. Yeah. I um, so. um I think I think for me. 
the only thing that kills me about the afterlife is really not knowing what it is for, for facts. I mean, mm-hmm. I know I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to believe like heaven and hell. Again, it just sounds a little simplistic, but not knowing for facts, like what happens afterwards, that fear is like, you just close your eyes and you don't know what's happening next and you have no control over it. That's what cripples me about the afterlife. Yeah, we're literally doing everything by faith. <laughs> so like you literally don't know. I agree. I yeah. agree. Again, something I also spent an inordinate amount of time thinking about. So all the time. But anyways, of course Big says he's never thought about it because he's an asshole. So Carrie says that she believes in reincarnation and he asked her, What do you think you'll come back as? And she's all flirty and leaning and she's like someone who knows better. I was like, I hope so. Because right now you don't know better. You ain't doing better. So <laughs> You know, um, he tells her that she smells nice and they're having this flirtatious convo and Carrie tells him, oh, I'm not sleeping with you tonight. And we know what that means when someone tells you that half an hour later, they're at his place in the doorway and they're making out. And she says it was great. It was weird. And it was wrong. And she just stops and she tells him, I can't do this. He goes, yes, you can. Oh, you say it's not like this, but I can't believe it. But she actually left, and I was kind of proud of her. But yeah, she left. And she I love that me. whole scene was mad triggery because I've literally been in almost the exact same situation. Hmm. <laughs> your kindred spirit, in it? <laughs> no, she's not my kindred spirit. Not hundred. <laughs> like, no, some of the stories that she's. Oh yeah, definitely. She makes the same stupid mistakes I've often made. So yeah. That's why I'm hard on her, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So as she's walking out, she says she realizes that it was a bad idea and she just couldn't do it. Um, Miranda is meeting her neighbor, who is older, and the neighbor comes over and says it's nice to have a young person around that the previous tenant kept to herself, never married, and died in there. It took a, I'm like this lady, come on. And it took a, like, she made you understand why the previous tenant kept to herself, right? <laughs> because <laughs> I'm just like, what a witch. <laughs> on and on. So she never married and she died. And they took a week and her cat ate half her face. And I'm like, whoa. So we see Miranda having dinner. She's eating dinner on her countertop, watching TV. And then she chokes. And I got to tell you, I felt her fear because that's happened to me before. Where I was like, oh my God, something happens, or I've slipped in the bath, and I'm like, oh my God, if I'd hit my head, who's gonna find me? Who's gonna know what's gonna happen? That's literally, oh, I'm laughing that you said slipping above. Every time I slip in above, I literally always sit at the edge of my bed in my tower contemplating my life. (laughs) Like if I die just now, how long would it take for somebody to find me? Oh, this whole thing with Miranda, I thought was so spot on. Because when you live alone, you think about those things all the time. Mm -hmm. Because even like, yeah, you have your friends, you have like a lot of friends, you talk to them all the time, they check up on you. But I was just like, but for real, for real, if I drop down dead. That was the whole thing with the pandemic when it started. I think I spoke to you about this. Like, I was freaking out. Because I'm like, what if I get COVID and die? How long is it going to take for somebody to find me? (laughs) For real, for real. Or like, I can't breathe. I need to be rushed to hospital. But I can't reach my phone. Who's going to find me? So, yeah. Um, I get it. Scary. Yeah, Yeah, it was real. 
She calls Carrie, but Carrie's screening because Big had called her twice and she didn't know what to say to him. So Miranda is leaving a voicemail and freaking out that she's going to die alone. And okay, so in one breath, we're saying, I get it. It's realistic. But in another breath, this scene just reminded me of Tyler Perry movies where it's kind of like a reminder that, nah, see, you do need a man. Like we went through this whole high of you know she got an apartment she did it for herself she said i don't need to be made and then it's like the scene where it's like well you're gonna die alone if you don't do this i don't like that yeah like, it just kind of deflated the whole balloon i'm not saying that it's not realistic but it just why why do we feel the need to and i feel like with this season has been full of the patriarchy contradictions yeah the, the, the footprint of the patriarchy has been strong this season i kind of don't like like just let them you know fly their flag as high as they want to without you know bringing it down so that was my only issue with this thing and again not saying it's not realistic but it's just why we don't want to see the other side whatever so okay so let me ask you i didn't actually immediately take it as that uh-huh. i kind of took it like Yes, you think like, yeah, not necessarily like a man, but somebody there. Because the fact that she even called Carrie and Carrie was screening her calls, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because she thought it might be big. Just small things like that, it just makes you feel like, yeah, you have no one to rely on 100% but yourself. So I feel like that can be kind of a sobering thought. But it, you're right, is they kind of linked it to men immediately. Because I feel like you could feel that way about family. She says she doesn't have family. She doesn't like them. Your friends, you know what I mean? Yeah, eventually, which is why, like, eventually I liked how they tied it. But this particular scene, I feel it came after she'd been with the realtor guy saying just you, the person saying just you, and then the neighbor, she kept herself. She was never married. And then in this part, it was just like, oh, you're going to die alone. Like, it just, I, I don't know. Like, I'm saying, like, I don't think it's wrong or anything. It's just... I felt a little tinge, just like, eh, yeah. just let her have it. Okay, to show the other side of it. So, yeah. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Samantha goes to someone named, honestly, who comes up with the names for this show? Shippy Shipman? And <laughs> <laughs> who is high in society and, you know, she pulls the strings. And Shippy's like, oh, you seem familiar. And then she's like, no, I don't know you. I've never met you. She's like, yeah. Aren't you the whore who broke my husband? And then, you know, they keep going on and on about it. And then Samantha gives this long speech about, yes, I, 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 I'm the one who slept with your, no, who groped your husband. And I only did it. It was just such an odd thing. I didn't even like the speech. And then I don't know how they filmed it, but Samantha was not giving eye contact to Shippy when she was going through the whole thing. I don't know if you caught that, but it was not on eye level. I didn't notice. They probably weren't in the same room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, the director couldn't notice until I just just an inch up. Just look up and yeah. look. But yeah. But yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, she refuses to help her. I didn't like that she gave the speech saying, like, you know, do you want me to call myself a whore? Like, yes, I am a whore. And I just, it was just odd. It's just icky. I don't know what they're doing, Samantha. But I just, with all these things, even the woman that's like blackballing her across New York. All of that, I'm just like, are you not embarrassed? Because it's your husband that's fucked up. Why are you taking it out on this woman? Like, I feel like that's just the way... Every time I see women, like, attacking the other women, 
I'm just like, so you're attacking all these women because you're afraid to face the issue at hand. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> you can't deal with what the actual issue is. So you're blaming anybody else but yeah. the person that should be blamed. Mm-hmm. I just find it kind of pathetic. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's so much energy for a philandering husband. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not the first time he's done. I mean, when she caught him, he just leaned back and I was like, oops, oh well. So Yeah. And sorry, this is a complete aside. I don't know if you noticed, because I've noticed people do that a lot. And maybe it's because I'm not a New Yorker. You're not either, but maybe you can shed some light. How she said she slept with people all over New York and Brooklyn. But I'm just like, but isn't Brooklyn in New York? I was so confused. I don't know if it was a joke or if it was a New York thing, because it's not the first time I've heard people say that. So, you know, Brooklyn is not what it used to be back then. It is now hip or whatever. Yeah. But you know how people are, they're just Manhattanites. So they're, mm-hmm. they don't cross the bridge. They don't go on that side. Mm. Thing they're just saying, like, of course, like, but there's not going to be anybody on that side who's going there. Because even now, um, the Real Housewives of New York, there's certain places, there's a new girl, and she took them somewhere. And they're always like, Why, where are we going? We don't go down that part. Like, we only yeah. stay in the area. So that's what I took it as. Was just okay, it's like Londoners trying to shade us people who live south of the river. Okay, that makes sense. So that makes sense. We see Miranda checking out her neighborhood. She's smiling, she's happy, but she just suddenly has a panic attack and she goes to the hospital and Carrie eventually comes to her. So Carrie asks her point blank, like, you know, what's going on? What's wrong? And in what I thought was some great acting and just a great scene all around. Like Miranda starts crying and she tells her that she's all alone and she's gonna die alone and her cat's gonna eat her face. I mean, of course, Carrie doesn't know that um story that her neighbor tells her that you know she she her her emergency contacts are her parents and she doesn't even like them and they're all the way in pennsylvania carrie's telling her oh you can call me she's like you screen (laughs) 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 and carrie's like i'll pick up i promise i'm like girl don't make promises you can't keep but i I I love seeing them together i really do Yes, I was about to say, it's just always nice seeing that true friendship. You know, that's what I mean. Like, I, I like when they focus on just the friendship thing and it's just, you know, a moment. Like, at the same time, they're being empowering, they're being vulnerable, but just all of it in just that one scene. But Carrie encourages yeah. her that, you know, you did the right thing buying the apartment and you won't be alone forever. She did say, but the truth is, we don't know if we will. And it's true. You just never know yep. what you have in store in your life. But sometimes you got to say things, you know, you got to know the timing and when to say things to your friends or your loved ones. Yeah. Really. So yep. yeah. that's why I told you that there's some people like if you're always trying to give me the truth when it's not time for the truth. <laughs> that's how i am with my mother i'm just being very honest sometimes i'm like hey i'm just not gonna tell you then because you have to know a time and a place yeah to tell people the truth and when to just be supportive i'm not saying lie to people because i don't like people lying to me either yeah i'll be like do you think i'm an idiot do you know what i mean but yeah yeah, i feel like you're 100 right that's tact that is the meaning of tact you have to know when to offer which opinions and when to shut your mouth (laughs) and some people don't know that so and I will say, I feel like the casting, they really lucked out with Sex and the City. Like, with the four main leads, they really don't have a weakest link, acting-wise. I think they're all really, yeah. really, really good actresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they all did their characters justice. Or made it their mm-hmm. own, so to speak, because you never know. 
so um charlotte goes to see ned her widower at the cemetery and came with flowers and we see two other women coming too i'm thinking into the memorial or something or whatever <laughs> and <laughs> charlotte walks up to him and sees them and she goes i hope those are your sisters and this man with his chest he says i don't have sisters <laughs> 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 she realizes that there are other women bits him up with flowers and then she leaves none of this whole storyline was dumb <laughs> so i don't know messed. what he means what kind of person invites all the women to come together what kind of sick game what was the end game i don't get it that's what i'm thinking what did he think was gonna happen like a foursome yeah. i don't get it it's not i don't get it like continue your game keep them apart what are you going on the other two women seem happy they came up with the fl- i don't know this is, yeah. this is a lot of lazy writing this season i don't get it. how do you have a first season that's decent and then just the yeah, regress gloss over it just you know go yeah. But anyways, Samantha is not able to raise money, so she's doing labor instead, and she meets honestly Leonardo DiCaprio, who I thought mm. joke at first. Again, me too. Stupid, stupid oh my gosh, that didn't make any sense. Let me try and paint the best picture. She's basically lying down, looking like you know what it is when someone has a vision, like on TV shows, like a soap opera, and someone comes from the heavens, and you hear oh, and then there's a light. And she's reaching out her hand. And I'm like, what in heaven? What is going on right now? They s- I thought it was a spoof, but they think they actually meant the actor, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yes. And they couldn't even get someone that has the same profile as he does. He looked nothing like him. Oh. And she was reaching out her hand to the light as the angel sang. And they became best friend, fast friends. And he saved her with his social... Get the fuck out of here. That's you know what? I was crying. I thought it was just me because I was watching the scene and I thought, oh, okay, this is a man that they call Leonardo. <laughs> like no. it's not DiCaprio. No. And when they did it, I'm like, are these people fucking serious? Like, what is this? What is going on here? And the man, like, yeah, we don't see his full face, but we all know what Leo looked like. We've known yeah. what Leo's looked like since he was a child. I'm like, this man looks nothing like him. Like, I don't like when people insult their audience like that. And then that writing is insulting us. Terrible. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Anyways, thank God that was done. Um, at least they put the two stupid scenes back to back with each other. So, <laughs> so Miranda gets a letter regarding her apartment that she just bought. And it's, she was labeled as separated. And Carrie tells us in the voiceover that she has to write this humiliating letter to say she's single as well as to correct the fact that they put her separated. I'm like, seriously, because she's single, really? <laughs> she's not a leper. She doesn't have COVID and is spreading it around. What are we even doing? And then also that's you implicitly telling us that on the hierarchy of human beings, it's separated than singles, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's better to be separated than single. Single. Apparently. <laughs> Okay, oh, let's read three, three back-to-back stupid scenes. So... <laughs> Here comes the fourth. The no, fourth. <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, this one is the fourth one. So Big shows up at Carrie's house, and then she opens the door, and then um, Big says, good, you're alive. And then he literally just walks away. This man is trash. But... <laughs> 
And then, that made me laugh. Though. <laughs> Sarah's like, no, 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 where are you going? He's like, I'm old. It's past my bedtime. <laughs> Somehow they start making out again in the doorway. And then she stops him. He's like, Carrie, you're not doing this again. And she goes, No, oh, I took him to the most unsexy place. She takes him bowling. And you know, they, they really genuinely seemed like they enjoyed each other's company. It looked like mm-hmm. fun. Like, they were just having fun. They were drinking beer. Carrie was just glowing. Like, man, Big just has her boo-boo button. Sorry, yeah. but not this thing. It's like she's she's lost in the sauce. So Big and Carrie have great chemistry. Let's just be yeah. honest. They do. That so, helps. They get to a point where they start, you know, she's go, Big ask her, you want to play a second game, huh? And then she goes, maybe. And then he goes, are you ready to get killed all over again? Which, you know, you could apply that to the relationship. And then she's like, I don't know if we're still talking about bowling or whatever. But my answer was the same. Yep, let's do it. And they had sex. Mm. And she said, I don't know if it was suicide, but I never felt more alive. You know, have you mm. heard that thing where the dick is best when you're not getting what you need in the relationship? <laughs> Like yep, I don't want to expose myself too much, but I feel the her. The emotionally unavailable, and the more wrong for you it is, the better it is. So you know what, Carrie, yeah. you know with yourself. At least you know if you put suicide there, so you know. You yeah, know. and she's going in it with her eyes wide open. So when, not if, when it all blows off in her face, she'll know she did it. So no one did it to her. You did it. Yep, you're damn silly. Walk right into the. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was an all-around good episode besides the little things here and there. But all-around, generally, I think it was a good episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it had its dumb moments, but that's every week, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to discuss, madam? No, I think that was it. Yeah, I was actually going to say the holidays are coming up. And I know COVID sucks, but guys, please try to be as safe as possible. I'm not saying don't see your families and all that, but, you know, just be smart. Come on. (laughs) I was skeptical about this vaccine, but right now I'm just like, give it to me. I don't care. I'm tired of this bondage. (laughs) Give it all to me. I don't care. (laughs) Be careful and be safe. Yes. Everyone. Uh, Yeah. Listen to what Nana says, guys. And you can always reach us at the same places at... The rewatch times two, T H E R E W A T C H X two. Handle on Instagram, handle on Twitter. And if you feel like emailing us, that is the email at gmail.com. Feel free to tweet at us or DM us or leave a comment. Yes, and I want to say thank you to all of you guys who engage with us on Twitter. You always crack me up. I don't mm-hmm. always comment, but I do read your tweets and uh, I really appreciate it. I find it so amusing. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll Um, see you in the same place next week, guys.